the podcast with Mike and Bomber. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> do you seriously just do that after telling me not to do it? Uh, good morning, wherever you are listening around the world to uh, the Holding the Ball podcast. We're thrilled to have you listening to us as we preview a massive round 16. Yes. Oh, thanks for just joining in there. Uh, we'll quickly throw out the handles to uh, get you started. Get in touch with us, folks. We love hearing from you. Twitter, go. At Hold Ball Pod. Facebook. Holding the Ball Podcast. Like our page. Get amongst it. And you can email us. Uh, if you email us a good rant, we'll, uh, we'll include it in This is uh, where we'll talk about it. Yeah, this right here, right now. This is the space. All right. Holding at the ball podcast at gmail.com. Sorry to cut you off there. No uh, all right. So... Previewing around 16, some issues, some big things we didn't mention. I didn't mention uh, in our last episode because we were just pumped about having Marcus Adams on. And uh, cheers again for for getting on it there. That was fantastic uh, to have a chat with him. Jordan Clark, the rising star star, for round 16. So, gee whiz, he looks like a player. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of good young players this year, don't you think? Mm. Like if you go through them, you've obviously got Walsh, your Rosie, our faves. Well, if you flick back to some of our earlier podcasts, we did do a, a preview of the talent from the 2018 draft mm. um, and some predictions, and we also looked at the 2017 draft. Yeah, compared so to. we'll certainly uh, review their performance at the end of the year. But, gee whiz, you look at the top, you look at the rising star leaderboard, you'd probably say Walsh is in front. Yeah, I think – Based on consistency, Walsh has just been. I, th- I think another he's three been, touches on the weekend against your mob. Yeah, I don't know if he's dropped below twenty. He's probably dropped below once or twice, but he's been more than likely over that most weeks. I'd almost say my man Rosie has maybe fallen a rung on the podium. Ooh. He needs a big game to get himself back up there. But that's the sort of difference in player, isn't it? Mm. Walsh is going to accumulate and be a consistent player. Rosie's going to be that excitement, mm. uh, sort of bang, wins yep. the game sort of a player. Yep. But I reckon Sydney Stack is now the one that is challenging Walsh. Ooh, okay. Um, the fact that he's been able to play well at half back and now been able to impact up forward, I think he's he's Do you think coming. that that's just uh, in more recent games though? Well, he didn't play until they played GWS, and I think round six-ish, around there. So can he win without playing the first five can. games? Yeah, I think he can. Okay. I, I think Stack's in the mix, um, and he's a bolter from nowhere. And also there's been other good players. I mean, Taron oh. Thomas from the Kangas. Apes, yeah. Yeah, Blakey we've talked about a bit. Yep. Um, Jordan Dawson we mentioned. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Dawson, was he from this draft? I don't even know. I'm not sure, but uh, young He's a good kid. young player. Yeah. Uh, who else? Bailey Smith going really well at the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll throw a little cheeky plug. Young Jeremy Cameron going right at West Coast for his two games. Won't win the Rising Star. <laughs> it's fair to say. Just wanted to mention it. Yeah, we'll give him a cheeky yeah, little, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, get around. Got a way to go to get up to his. Uh, Brian Myers from the, from the Cats. Yeah. So, well, the well, Cats have a few, don't they? Constable who can't get a game at the oh, moment. And, and the other players at Port, your Dersmers and, and those guys. Who's the third? Uh, Butters. Butters. Mm. That's it. So, Rising Stars up for grabs. Now, Michael. Are you telling me I should cash out? Sorry, before we go in. On Cash uh, out on, on Walsh. Is that what you're telling me? No. No. I think he's still the favourite. Okay. I think he's still in front. Um, as we get into... Uh, Oh, oh, no, actually, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. We'll edit this bit out. Um, Chris Scott, interesting chat on AFL 360 on Monday night about the whole Geelong home final stuff. So if Geelong finish top, do they deserve a final at Alphabet Stadium down there in Geelong? Yes. Okay. So they're hoping, because I think if they imagine the scenario – if they finish top, Collingwood finish fourth, and they've got to play Collingwood the MCG. Uh, I don't think they'll be thrilled. It's basically, about it. an even even game. All of a sudden, isn't it? Or it is probably more in Collingwood's favour, depending I, on their form. If that's the case, I could imagine. Oh, gee whiz, they'd be hoping Richmond finish fifth or sixth, so that there's at least a game at the MCG. But I think it's if it's against Collingwood, it'll be it'll be uh, well. That's MCG it, regardless. it. Comes back to. Uh, the number of people they're expecting at the game, I think, doesn't it? I think if it's West Coast or if it's GWS, which look to be the other likely candidates, it'd be in Geelong. Mm. Um, but if it's Collingwood, I don't think. 
I'm not quite sure how that's fair, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, it, it, that's And that's what it's all about. It's all about fairness. Mm. And Chris Scott also went on to say that he thinks it's farcical, the MCG deal, the 40-year uh, grand final, which was good coming from a uh, Victorian coach. Yeah. But he did say that probably stems from his playing days at Brisbane. Okay. And then John Longmire obviously being Sydney coach agreed with him. And, yeah, it's an interesting discussion, isn't it? We're the only really major football code going around – that says that right doesn't move the grand final. Doesn't move the grand final. And there was an argument from some person, for want of a better word, on Twitter that said, "Well, the FA Cup's always played at Wembley, but that's no one's home ground. No, it's not. <laughs> like it's no. not a home ground. So don't make well, it if that's the same thing. If uh, hypothetically the grand final was to go to a different state, mm-hmm. depending on who earned it, we've got a big stadium over here in the West now, which is probably okay for, for something like that. Yep. You've obviously got the MCG in Melbourne. How how many fans does well the SCG wouldn't hold too many, would it? SCG holds about fifty, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. Uh, the Gabba not so much. Adelaide holds fifty, maybe okay. more than fifty, around fifty. All right, so we've got sort of four. So Brisbane is the is the one then, yeah, is it? Yeah, that'd be about. But 30, would GWS right? want to play a home grand final at? Why can't they play at what's he called Olympic Stadium? I guess so. Didn't they rip that down? No, still there. Okay. Pretty sure it's they still there. They ripped something down. No, they ripped down the soccer stadium, okay. Allianz, next to the SCG, different okay. stadium. Okay. Um, so, uh, no, interesting one there. Hmm. Um, but I think her home team, home final, get around it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, another one, I saw this tweet, right? Let's have a chat about this, uh, if I can find it. Mav Weller got on the, got on the Twitter on Thursday night. <laughs> Doesn't like the commentary. Okay, so he's gone, am I the only one that doesn't rate the modern commentary? Too many times they make it about themselves in the way they call or the humour they use. The game should not should be about the players, not the umpires, and not so much the commentary. Mm. Thoughts? Interesting. Uh, I sort of like the little bit of humour that goes on in the commentary box between the, the commentators. Yeah, we are, we do like BT. Mm. Um, and, you know, I like the traditional commentators too. Um, so I don't know. I think it needs to be a bit of a mix. I don't think one's better than the other or anything like that. Yeah, it's interesting. On that note, uh, there was a poll recently done that I found on AFL Nation which said the – uh, the most preferred commentator in the comp. Who do you think it is? I reckon it's a bit of a surprise. I think you showed me, but Damn it. Uh, <laughs> was it? Uh, no, I can't remember. Hudson okay. or something. Yeah, Hutto. Yeah. So Hutto had double the votes of the next best, which Who was, was interesting. the next best. Bruce. Where was Dwayne Russell? Dwayne Russell is fifth with five percent of the vote. Is Basil Zemplis on there? He has. 0.5% of the vote. <laughs> so, yeah, Baz. I actually like Baz on radio. I'm not here to knock anyone. Baz on 6PR, get around him. He's all right. I actually don't mind listening to the radio commentary. Mm. Uh, sometimes I find that a little bit better than the, the TV commentary. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Hutto with 36% of the vote. Bruce, fair drop, 17.5%. JB, 165 BT with 12 so another bit of a drop. Then Dwayne, Eddie Maguire, Adam Papalia. I don't mind Paps. Yeah, he's not bad. He'll be uh, the new wave. Just gets on with the commentary and doesn't, you know, fuss. And Brett and Speed, I reckon, is all right too. So they're the new wave. And then uh, the best radio commentators on there, Jared Waitley and JB. Yep. 25%. And then after them, Hutto. So. Wow. And the best special comments man by some distance. I was surprised by this because he's a bit polarizing these days. Gary Lyon. Yeah, he is a bit polarising, but I think he's actually got quite a good footy brain. It's polarising because of his personal life, not because yeah, of his. Yeah, exactly. And yep. uh, closely followed by Nick Rewalt and David King. So an interesting little snapshot mm. at uh, at the commentary. Now, some big news. Where's, uh, sorry, sorry, I don't know if it's got uh, someone like, uh, I don't know if he's actually doing it anymore, but is Glenn Jakovic on there? It uh, doesn't get a mention, no. What about Mark Rusciuto? Yes, 0.8%. 08 so. What about Pav? Pav. Well, he should be on here, but he's not. Okay. Uh, he doesn't get a mention. Sorry, mate. Mm, no, I was just trying to think of some of the guys that are really average at it. <laughs> okay. well, Jimmy Bartell's pretty good. 
Is Bartelli, he on there? No, he doesn't get a mention. Oh. Yeah. So obviously the notables. Uh, I quite like Jared Healy. I'm surprised he's so far down the list. Five point two percent. Loves coming over to Perth for the Perth games. Does he does. Yeah, yeah. Loves it. Mm. So get around him. Alistair Lynch right down the bottom, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, so yeah, interesting one. And right. we must mention before we get in the games this week sees the return of Majak Door. Oh yes. To uh, the VFL, and he had a press conference out there um, where he said. Uh, there's no timeline on his return. And uh, Reese Shaw just said, we all get a lift out of seeing Majak play this weekend. Yeah. Which is great. Well, that's why they'll win. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So let's get into a preview of all the games in round 16. The Holding the Ball Podcast. All right, big week ahead in round 16. And gee whiz, the ladder has uh, just thrown a few curly ones our way. I think... There are now two games that separate 6th from 14th on the AFL ladder, meaning some of these games are just massive. Some of the results last week, Kanga's getting up, Doggy's getting up, has just really Essendon getting up. Gee whiz, get around the ladder. Close. Not happy. No, not good for your mob. No, not Good happy. for my mob with Collingwood and GWS uh, getting done. But anyway, first game this weekend is at the MCG on a Friday night. The Hawks, who were pretty good on Saturday, it's got to be said, uh, up against the Maggies, who have been disappointed in Buckley's words. Against the Bulldogs when they won, he said it's their worst performance and they were insipid. And then Colling against uh, the Kangaroos, he said, I thought last week's performance was bad. This one was unrecognisable. Wow. Does that mean that they'll improve or get worse? Well, I don't know. You, you didn't get a response after the Bulldogs game, but maybe, well, they didn't lose against the Bulldogs. So That's true. North smashed them. They were absolutely they were. smashed. They were. Um, and they're in the midfield too, which is somewhere where you're normally going to say that Collingwood dominate. That's their strength. Grundy isn't it? and then, the, you know, uh, Pendlebury and um, Trelaw. Trelaw. What's the other bloke? Or is he out injured? Um, teams. Beams and Adams are done, are out, but still, they've got a pretty enviable. Oh, Sia came in, didn't he? And yep. did he get injured? He did. He won't yeah. be playing this week. Um, but the Hawks, Hawks are pretty impressive against West Coast. O'Meara had a stack of the footy. Henderson going really well. Um, their forwards are really not giving them. Mind you, Popolo returned to his pressure best, but I suppose the wet was the vehicle for that. But Gunston and Bruce mm. aren't doing enough. Back to your man, Henderson. Did you see that pass that he made inside 50? It was like a spearing little yes. pass. It was sort of, yeah, it was really good. Oh, he, he, he does that. That's the only thing I can remember from that game at the moment. Uh, no, you watch it back. It was really good. No. Uh, so, no, Hendo, Hendo going really well. He's having a breakout year. Um, Possible so, inclusions for Hawthorne? Stratton. The Stratton. pincher. The pincher returns. He's back. I don't think he'll be pinching. No? No, I think he'll... Uh, do you think they'll ra- rush Grant Birchall in? Ooh. Bit of a left of centre one. Played yeah. uh, the first half but and well, had be, 13 possessions. He'll be one of those players that, uh, you know, part of that older grade who they're um, – Maybe they need that to sort of get them back on track a little bit, just no, bring yeah. a couple of more uh, – Experienced fellas because in. Because over the years, the last couple of years, they've lost a lot of that. I only played a half a footy in the VFL, so I'd, yeah, I'll be thinking he's not quite ready. Probably not, given he's pretty injury prone. Well, uh, why would you do it? Like Hawthorne, oh, I mean, they might, might think they're playing finals, but I don't think they are. Um, I, I just don't see Maybe why they risk think that this is a chance of uh, taking a big scalp. And yeah, I'd I'd be surprised, but you know, haven't seen him for a while. Geez, uh, where's the improvement for the Maggie's going to come? It's got to come in the midfield. It's got to come in the clearance. They got smashed in their clearances against the Kangas. Center clearances lost thirteen to six. Smashed. Absolutely. Um, maybe they see some uh, improvement in their ins. Maybe. So, Jamie Elliott, past fit. Yeah, I mean, he was really good coming back at the beginning of this year. Mm. Um, and it's been a big loss. And I think they're missing Stevenson. Um, yeah, that is a big, line. big loss, actually. Yep. So he's obviously, they've got to deal with that until finals time. Uh, so they've got to find a way to clock up some wins. And this is a game you'd expect them to win. The two games after this, Collingwood play West Coast at Optus, and I think they've got GWS the week after that, two teams around them. So they've got to lock this one away. Well, they need to lock this one away and show some form because they need it for the next two weeks. But um, going to be a bit of a struggle. Ben Reed injured. Injured. And uh, 
Mason Cox think he going to stick around? He wasn't too uh, impressive on the weekend. Well, if Reed's out, Cox is staying. Mm. Um, they, they can't really do a lot else up there. Um, so, yeah, no, Cox will stay. I still think – I'm still picking Collingwood, but uh, this game might be might be a tight one. If the, if the, if the Hawks can just – and I'm not going to get on the, you know, Clarko wagon, but the Hawks have got a lot of experienced heads and they'll uh, – They'll try and do something. I don't know what it will be. Sorry, that was they'll, awful. They'll, they'll bring the ghosts out and spook <laughs> yeah, them to death. Be a spooky night at the G. I don't know. I'm picking Collingwood. I'm picking the pies too. Sorry about that, everybody. So let's move on to the next game. Saturday morning for those here. But this is a cracker. This is a... Essendon and Sydney so 10th, at the MCG. Yeah. This should be a pretty good game, actually. Yep. Sydney in good form. They have won their last three. And uh, the Bombers, I think, there have won their three of the last four, if my eyesight proves me correct. It's correct. Uh, so these two teams at the moment just on the outside of the eight. So the Bombers on seven and seven, one game back from the eight, and then the Swans are further game back on six and eight. Um, a really interesting uh, contest looming. So the big news, I guess, for Sydney is that uh, Callum Sinclair has been ruled out, and they've also got injuries to... They're back up in Naismith. Did you see the old, uh, the old shoulder pop out? I did, yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, Another week where Sinclair didn't want to come off, two weeks in a row, <laughs> after the concussion <laughs> the week before. concussion thing was a ridiculous. Um, so their only fit big man, Michael Knoll, rookie Michael Knoll. Do you think that they'll, they'll bring a rookie in? Well, he was, and I could be wrong here. I could be wrong, and I probably am wrong. Was he a mid-season drafter? Yeah, I'm not sure. Don't know. I think he might have been. Uh, I'll confirm before the end of the show. Uh, they may do or they may go with, will they go with Aaliyah, Aaliyah and Reed to share the ruck duties and bring in some run? Essendon's, I mean, Essendon are going to be missing Bell Chambers, so probably will bring in Zach Clark. Mm. So, so <laughs> both mate, sides not firing in the ruck department. So maybe don't have to worry too much about that area uh, yeah. if you're a Unless Sydney they want to give the young fella some experience. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, both sides struggling in that area. Because I guess you significantly weaken your forward line if you're putting Reed in there, or your your defence if you put a Lear Lear in there. So maybe they need the uh, the ruckman. It wouldn't be a bad opportunity to give him a give him a crack. Yeah, mm. um, no no arguments there. Mm. Um, what do you what do you reckon? How do you see this game going? I think uh, midfield battle will be an interesting one. Um, yeah, obviously Sydney's midfield's been doing quite well recently with your mate Parker and uh, Kennedy back. Kennedy back. Well um, Papley, I think, rolls through there a bit. He's been having a great season. He's going really well, Papley. Mm. Um, he's having a great year. But then you've got uh, guys like um, Shield and uh, Merritt and Heppel for Essendon. Yep. And obviously, we talked about Merritt in our last episode going really well. Mm. Um, so, will Sydney opt to tag one of their halfbacks like it's been done a bit, Saad or McKenna. Yeah, that seemed to be the way to uh, sort of slow Essendon down a bit, wasn't it, to to tag one of those blokes. Saad, I think, is is the main one. Yeah, so Longmire's expressing his disappointment. This is the first time Sydney make it to the MCG this year in round 15. Um, And confirming that Michael Knoll was, in fact, taken with pick four in the mid-season draft. 26-year-old Ruckman from Adelaide. Okay, so he's not a, uh, you know, not an 18-year-old. No. He's got, he'd probably have a reasonable sort of he's really going. behind Apparently him. the Bombers wanted him. So this could be the thing. They're going to play him against the Bombers uh, and the Bombers wanted him. So uh, interesting. this has got huge ramifications. I think the Sydney lose it. They're done. Um, they'll be, I think they're two games out of the eight. They'll be three games out of the eight. I think that's a bit much. It's uh, difficult, yeah. Seven games to go. I think it'll be after this week. So both teams desperately need the win. I am going for Sydney though. I reckon the Swans will get it done. I reckon they've been in good form. Yeah, I I feel like form outweighs the sort of uh, MCG factor here for me. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, the Swans as well. Oh wow! Well, I didn't think you'd agree with me there. Uh, All right, moving up to the home of football for our next game and uh, Saturday Twilight uh, sees us up at Metricon Stadium. Blue skies, I don't know the weather forecast, but it'll be blue skies up there. Uh, For Gold Coast up against Richmond, 18th. Suns now onto bottom spot. Very sad. Uh, Up against the Tigers, 
who had a good win. They're back to the winners list after three losses in a row before the bye. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess. What did you say in the uh, in the episode earlier in the week? Uh, Hardwick said our season starts, starts now. now. Season so starts now. I think I've heard a little bit actually this week that the idea is that they just make make the finals is the goal for the next what is it eight weeks? Yep. And then uh, you know if they're in the finals, you wouldn't and want to be playing those, in the finals. Get some of those players back. Mm. Look out. Well, I think they've I think they've ruled Rants out. Rewild will come back at some point. Um, oh, I'm not sure if they ruled Rance out. I think Rance was pretty keen to oh, Rance won't get back at the end of the season. It'd be very interesting if he does, though. Mm. Asprey's just come back. Um, so they're getting the look of their team, and I think the only change they might, might do this week is bring Higgins back. But I don't think they need to. Um, up at the Gold Coast, they should take care of business there. Um, Gold Coast will probably do what they've done well all year. They'll be competitive. I don't think they've got... <laughs> I don't think they've got it got it in them to knock off the Tigers, though. Do you think Mav Well has a chance for Richmond? He was named in the in the best for the VFL side. Uh, no. Okay. I I know we mentioned Mav at the top of the podcast. Uh, we're playing against his brother. Uh, I think that uh, I don't think they'll change much. No? The Tigers. I mean, they were pretty good last week. Couple. Full of possible inclusions for, uh, and we've just gone dead. We've just here we oh, go. We're we back go. on We're the back. air. We just lost our screen. <laughs> screen there. just went off. Um, Holland Smith and Jordan Murdoch. Yeah, you think they get, the, might get it. A couple, couple of, of more experienced players. guys, I guess. I think Murdoch's good. I mean, uh, Corbett kicked six, I think, in the in the Neefel. Oh yeah, against Sydney. So um, that equates to zero in the AFL. Okay, sure. We heard about the Neefel. How, uh, how good the quality is in the Neefel. According to our mate, you uh, can win Mark by a hundred points and lose percentage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you're Brisbane, uh, I'd like to see Murdoch in there. I think he's pretty provides good run and he's a yeah, experienced head off halfback. A bit more experienced than um, yep. a lot of the players would be at, at Gold Coast. And yep, how's uh, King going, Ben? Yes. Well. I predicted him to get the rising star last week, and that didn't happen. <laughs> you did, you, you did, didn't you? And, yeah, uh, no, uh, no good. I sort of looked at him and thought, it just doesn't look quite ready for AFL. Well, yet. he's a scrawny, yeah, nineteen-year-old. Um, exactly. Him, he'll be, he'll be. I mean, they're just going to get games into him. I think that's that's the plan. Let's get games into him. Gee, they'd love to see him sign a contract extension at the Gold Coast, but we'll see what happens. Um, well, if they can sign his brother, maybe he'll, you I know, th- maybe I think he will. Rankin played his first game in the knee for the week last week. Okay. So maybe a couple of weeks we'll see Isaac Rankin play uh, for the Suns. A bit of excitement. But the Tigers, quite comfortably for me. Yes, and the Tigers for me as well. All right. Now, my bit of a whinge here comes in the form of what is the – Saturday Twilight, also Saturday Twilight game, and this is 4 o'clock local time uh, in Adelaide. So I think Adelaide have weird time, so I don't know what that equates to everyone else. I think it's 2.30 Perth time. An hour and a half difference. 2.30 Perth time. Why this game is on Saturday afternoon, I will never know. When no one is watching, everyone's either at Bunnings or getting a hot dog or down at their local club or doing something, like this game should be Friday night or Saturday night. I mean, and because the Derby is Saturday night, which we'll talk about in a minute, this game should be Friday night. I agree. Yep. I think that these sorts of games, the the Derby games, should be key fixtures at, why, on that week. Why is this not in the key time slot? Oh, it'll, it is beyond belief. Like we've got... Because it's not two Victorian teams. But it, yeah. And I mean, Damien Barrett pissed me off earlier in the season when he said that um, this game should be at the MCG and the AFL's missing an opportunity, which is just crap. Play it in prime time where it belongs. Like, this is a great game where the teams are at the top of the ladder, the bottom of the ladder at the moment. They're both fighting for a final spot. Fighting for finals, yep. So this game should be where everyone's going to watch it, not hidden away on a Saturday afternoon. That's right. That's it. Might rant over? Rant over. That's bullshit. Sort yourself out, AFL. Sorry. You told me not to say that. <laughs> Michael gave me strict instructions not to swear. So sorry uh, about that. I might be able to beep that out. All right. We'll see. Okay. Big inclusions for the Crows. Huge. Tom Lynch. He's their most important player. Wayne Malira. He's good. Ellis Yolman, he's, who we talked about, who's very, very key. Oh, he's good in the clinches. Um Ellis Shulman, big body. He's been a revelation this year, I'd go as far as saying. So we're pretty confident that Bryce Gibbs will get dropped again? Well, he wasn't good. 
He had 13 well, disposals. Let me ask you, would you rather Bryce Gibbs or Ellis Yolman in your team? I would rather Ellis Yolman. You'd probably prefer any of those three possible inclusions over Bryce Gibbs at this yeah, point in time. Yeah, Gibbs and, you know, you see the quality there, but he's just not getting it done. And it was interesting that everyone had been sort of campaigning, Gibbs, 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 but then everyone saw what he dished up in the Friday Night Lights and then surely enough in the AFL.com.au is nine things we learned. The first thing, Bryce Gibbs didn't uh, have an impact. No, and I don't, I don't think that they need him. At the moment, they've got plenty of other players that are good. I think they had Chase – is it Chase Jones? Yeah, he's running around in the who's, sand um, for the moment too. You know, why not just play him instead? Yep. He can't be they got uh, Bryce Gibbs to help him win a premiership. At the moment, he's not in the best 22. No, that's right. Um, interestingly enough, Tom Rockley for the power – just the 57 disposals at Sandful level. And when asked about it in an interview on, uh, I think it was in the Channel 7 telecast, he said, yeah, how'd you go, mate? He rattled off his stats like it was something out of, you know, just Bruce really. McAvaney. <laughs> 57 touches, yeah, 10 inside 50s, seven tackles. It was brilliant. Uh, so he well, he's always been a, a fantasy uh, football pig. So, a pig. Uh, mm. Yeah, so Rocky. And then Westhoff, if you don't mind, with 37 and three goals. So we asked last week when these guys had come back in because they were dropped. Don't, ex- don't be surprised if particularly Westhoff and Rocky come back. Westhoff especially, I think, is one that uh, is, is in their best Best team. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I wonder if they'll bring Paddy Ryder or Pal Pepper back. Well, it's interesting to see. Oh, I don't think Pal Pepper. I think Rocky and Westhoff. Um, I don't think Ryder, Adelaide just playing O'Brien, going really well. I don't think Jacobs is coming back at the moment. So they'll they'll go last set against O'Brien, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's no need to... Bring Ryder in unless he's lighting the world on fire. Yep. But so, who, do, who do they drop to get these two couple of blokes in? I guess that's well, the question because well, a couple of guys that uh, – A couple of the younger players. I think that Kane Farrell, they should keep him in. He's been he's very, good very young, good. Good young player. Uh, I've seen him play some good games. Motlop for me is one that's always sort of quite disappointing. Motlop? Yeah. Oh, Wow. Oh, but he hasn't done much in the last few weeks, has he? Mm. So Motlop's uh, under pressure. Young Laddams might go if Westhoff comes back in, potentially. Looks okay. Um, took a good mark and, and kicked a goal late on uh, for the power last week. Mm. Um, so some interesting issues there at selection table for Port Adelaide. But uh, as you said, sixth versus ninth. Uh, Port Adelaide are the yo-yo team of the season, as you mentioned in uh, – I so think it was the last podcast. Yep. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So they're due for a win. Due for a win. And uh, Adelaide unlucky uh, to lose. They, they won't lose any fans for that, that no, performance. They, they were right. They played well. Yep. Uh, and before that had won the last three in a row. So I think Adelaide are in quite good form. Port Adelaide, difficult to pick. Difficult to pick. So uh, saying that, who are you going to pick? I am going for the Crows. I might go with Port. Okay. Because based on the yo-yo thing. <laughs> based on the yo-yo going for Port, I, I reckon the Crows are the better side. I agree. I think they're clicking so, into gear nicely. I'm going with Port. All right, Saturday night. Here we go. This is the big one. And uh, we didn't build this one up as much as we probably should have. Uh it is the West, Western West Bulldogs, Bulldogs up against Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a false, uh, false uh, excitement there. Marvel Stadium, the Doggies coming off a nice win against uh, Port Adelaide, who we just spoke about. Six and eight, so they're level with Sydney um, on six wins against the Cats, who just uh, got back on the winner's list against the Crows. Yeah, they were good against the Crows. Um, yeah, it, I don't think you could really... Tip the dogs here. Uh, GP hard. The dogs. The although dogs are it's, a crack. At, it's at Marvel, so that's yeah. probably in their favour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Caleb Daniel out. He's really important for that the dogs. Yeah, he's very, this very little helmeted man that just runs around. Very, very. He just runs around and gets a stack of it. Very accurate kicker as well. Yeah, because he doesn't kick it more than twenty metres. If he looks, he just chips it around everywhere. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mm, what about uh, Dale Morris? Do we think that he might get included in the uh, in the doggies? Well, who's he got? A, well, they've got Hawkins down up up front, obviously. So who's going to play on Hawkins? Who's their 
Dale Morris. Da- okay, sure. Dale Morris uh, <laughs> going to play on the, uh, yeah. Well, what is it? Eastern Wood. Uh, who else is in the back line there? Cordy. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think Morris may be a week or two. Geelong I don't have a tall forward line. I don't think Radic Lee is coming back this week. I don't think. Um, so you think it's maybe just Hawkins that needs the sort I of. I think Aaron might be back in, but I don't think it's a tall forward line. So I don't think they need to. Um, well, in that case, Dale Morris on Hawkins and. Um, it would, would be on uh, Rowan. Rowan, I think that would be quite a good matchup for uh, for the dogs. Yeah, uh, uh, listen, it would be a wonderful story for Dale Morris to come back in. Mm. Like what to do your knee in the preseason and then come back in? That's that's brilliant. Yep. Um, so good luck to him if he does play. Good luck to him if he's playing the twos. Just good luck to him in general. <laughs> uh, and for the cats, so. Uh, how do we think that they? We think that they'll be uh, pretty good in this one. I think. Oh, the cats will be hard to beat. Um, so interesting to see what they do with the ruck. Do they bring? Because Blixarves did the ruck. I think he was named in the team of the week as the ruckman because he went around and got so much of the ball. And he's been probably uh, oh, all Australian defender. He's a gun, Mark Blixarves. I still haven't put together my all Australian team. Next week I'll have my all Australian team. Okay. To this point. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. They might bring Zach Smith in for his first run in a little while. There's probably not too much more to say about this. No. I think that the, at the uh, Cats are going to win this Cats one. Cats will be the dogs. Um, obviously, we talked about Shacky and, and Norton. Good combo. Uh, but uh, coming Geelong's up against the best defence. Best defence. So uh, pretty tough gig. Uh, Cats for me. Cats for me. And now... On to the other game on Saturday night. We've got the Western Derby. Frio taking on West Coast Optus Stadium, 6.10pm. Um, currently, West Coast sitting third, having won five of the last six. Frio sitting eighth after two losses in a row now. Two losses to Melbourne the bottom two sides. <laughs> Melbourne and Carlton. Yeah. Any chance your mob? Well, the only thing in our favour is that it's a derby and they generally get excited lost for derbies. lost like the last eight now, haven't you? Yeah. So there was a period of time, wasn't there? was a there? period of time where we'd get up for a derby. Get up for a derby. Maybe that's sort of diminished a bit. But this is derby 50, I think. 50 derbies. Yeah. What is your favourite derby moment? Here you go. <laughs> the only one I can remember is the Dale Kick at Haymakers. Oh, that was good. <laughs> the demolition derby. Yeah. Oh, actually, I remember the... Uh, Michael Gardner, Matthew Pavlich in the goal square moment. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was uh, quite interesting. Mm. I think they were both throwing hooks and rem- no one was connecting. I remember Hayden Ballantyne having a shot after the siren. Oh, I do remember that. And then him celebrating as if he kicked it and he's hit the post. Yeah. Um, so there's been some ripper derbies. It has. Um, and there's been some really good uh, derby moments. Um, I remember going to a game where David Wurrapunda has cleaned up Sean McManus. Oh, yes. That was right in front of where I was sitting. And then McManus, to his credit, went back and slotted the goal from the pocket. <laughs> um, that was a really good moment. Um, but, yeah. Surprising because McManus was a terrible kick. Yeah, but uh, it was a good, it was a good, tough, tough player. He, McManus came from the Rowan Jones school of kicking. Oh, mate, you know where, I'm, a, I'm a big fan where, of Rojo. Where he liked to kick it higher than he could for, he could in distance. <laughs> yeah, Rojo, just handball it, mate. Just handball yeah. it. Uh, so right, where where do your mob stand a chance here? Look, I think we need some big inclusions to get anywhere near you guys at the moment. Uh, the ones like being the talk- biggest of them all, the biggest inclusion <laughs> of them all. Uh, Rory Lobb is a chance, and Aaron Sanderlands are a chance. But I feel like Sanderlands would be a bit silly. Hasn't played for a long time. Wouldn't be fit. Your first game for the year, yeah. Um, and even has he though- played any games for Peel? No, I don't think oh, so. Yeah. Um, even though coming up against, I guess, Nick Nat, uh, probably still fit. underdone. Uh, Nick Nat will play, I think that Simo said he's playing 60% for the rest of the year, pretty much. 60% game time. Wow. That's massive to take one player into the game as 60% game time. Mm. But that's what he was doing last year. Because last at the beginning of last year, he was coming off a knee reconstruction. I think he played round two right up until round 17 when, uh, apart from his suspension, when he buried Amon's head into the Optus Stadium turf. Uh, until he did his knee against Collingwood, he was playing 60-odd percent game time. So they're going to do the same thing again. And... Uh, Hope he has an impact and can not get injured. Mm. 
So I think our only chance here is if Lob comes in. If Lob can come in, he can, uh, I think, hold his own in the ruck as long as he's uh, he's ready to go. Um, Santa Lands would just be a, too much of a risk for me. Uh, I think we probably need to change it up. I don't like the inclusion of Bailey Banfield last week uh, playing in the forward line. It's just not his position, and I don't think he's he's great there. I, he, I think his position was clearly tagger last year, and he was good at that. I need to play him as a mid, mate. Um, there's a lot of players that they need to play as mids mm. that aren't being played as mids. Uh, Adam Chera, for one, is – yeah, that's annoying. Uh, anyway, Um Sean Darcy, disappointing in the ruck the last couple of weeks. Other than the game against Port Adelaide where he dominated he in the good, last yeah. quarter against Lysette and Ryder. Uh, yeah, I think those Darcy, Banfield, maybe Bewley are the, are the few that maybe make, make way, way for, for some other inclusions. Yeah, the Eagles are going to make a, a change in there somewhere with uh, Mark Hutchings doing his hamstring. And he's, gee, that, that's really what let Hawthorne back in the game when Hutchings was, because uh, he was tagging Impey and then Impey really got in the game after half time. He's become quite a damaging player for Hawthorne, Jarman Impey. He has. Um, the Gov will be back from his suspension and maybe Tommy Barras makes his return. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see who makes way um, in that. In that circumstance, there. So, does does Nelson Oscar make Allen. way? Uh, Oscar Allen. I, I don't see them dropping Oscar Allen. No. No. Nah. I do. Yeah, I think Allen has just been earmarked as the future. Is Schofield in danger? No. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the. Selection I don't think can they'll make. Do. do you think that they'll make two changes? Do you think they'll bring McGovern and Barass in? I think there's a chance. They'll I definitely th- bring McGovern in. Mm. So who goes out for McGovern? Uh, who came in last week? Uh, I don't know, but Allen played back, didn't he? Allen did play back, but would would has played forward every. Were you other not week. dropping Darling or Kennedy? So no. were you pushing Allen forward and putting Gov in defence? Is that what you're doing? Yes. So then, yeah, who drops out? It's maybe a smaller defender or something. Yeah, well, the only smaller defender you could think of would be Nelson, because he came in uh, a few weeks ago when Tom Cole got dropped. Yes. So he's uh, replaced him. And Jared Cameron came in a bit of a surprise uh, a few weeks ago. But, I mean, he was Maybe there's quiet. no one ready to replace Cameron. So maybe he just holds his position for now. Yeah, possibly. So interesting uh, interesting times. And um, obviously, as you said, Mark Hutching, Hutchings out. So maybe someone comes in to replace him. Do you think they bring in a tool to replace Hutchings? Don't know. It's probably no well, they, need they against the Dockers to bring in another tool. They didn't bring in a tool to replace McGovern. So I don't see us bringing in a tool, uh, sorry, um, bringing in a tool to replace Hutchings. Okay. So interesting to interesting uh, to see what what happens there. Um, I think West Coast get the job done here in Derby Fifty. Yeah, at this point in time, based on the Dockers' last two performances, they can't win this game. Yeah, I think the the Eagles midfield, the quartet is going really really well at the moment. You really call it a quintet because uh, what well, you've got. Shui and Yo leading the way. Sheed is having a great year. Um, Redden's playing well and Gaff's going all right too. So, And the problem that yeah, everyone's going to face now is that Nick Nat is going to dominate the hit-outs and mm. hit it straight down everyone's lap. He had five direct hit-outs to Shui on Saturday. So That's what you guys have been missing and now yeah. you've got, yeah, argue, argue, arguably one of the best... Uh, what, tap, tap to advantage, Ruckman. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a handy advantage and hopefully it gets better and better. On to Sunday and we've got the Blue Baggers up against the Ds and this will be an interesting one, I reckon. This will uh, crips back for the Blues. I think it might have been a couple of weeks. A couple but, of weeks, uh, okay. Definitely missing Kerno because uh, with his little uh, knee injury. Um, but uh, are the Blues up and about? Um, possibly uh, Harry Mackay. Um, and a young Cunnington to come back in. Mm. But, gee, the Blues would love to – David Teague would love to uh, get another one under the belt. And I think, gee, Melbourne have been ordinary. We know they've been ordinary, four and ten. Um, but 
the heat has stayed off Simon Goodwin and the D's really because of injuries. And did you see the little uh, altercation at three quarter time between Stephen May and Sam Frost? I did hear about them getting a bit. Uh... It literally went on for the whole three quarter time break. Oh, really? They were just clearly disagreeing. Maybe they were disagreeing on where they were going to go for dinner in Brisbane that night. A <laughs> um, lot of options. Maybe we could have talked to Marcus Adams about that. But. Uh, yeah, something not... No, Goodwin basically shut it down and said that, uh, you know, experienced defenders happy. just discussing tactics. Mm. Yeah, well, interesting watch, though. Which is what a coach would say. Yeah, but. of course. But interesting watch, though. Mm, Maybe uh, Frosty ate uh, Stephen May- May's meat pie at uh, halftime. Maybe he finished the water from the water bottle and made in Getting. Yeah, maybe. All the big issues that they're discussing there. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, I don't know. So both have beaten the Dockers in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, look, Demons were very good two weeks ago, but then got beaten by Brisbane. And uh, Carlton very good last week. So Carlton, so they'd won three games in 40 or something to end Bolton's tenure and now have won two of three two since Teague has taken over. I don't know if that's a blight on Bolton or if it's just a fresh what a fresh face will do. It's a well, there's always that sort of honeymoon period. Yeah. So you wonder if it's that, which maybe lasts five to ten games, mm. uh, or if it's more of a, a, a full team bought into the coach yeah. and the coach is doing a good job sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Watch we'll this see. space. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's I, a tough one to pick this one, isn't it? It is. I think you've just got to go for safety here. I'm going to go the D's mm. without a huge amount of confidence. Yeah, look, I'm going to do the same. It's pretty depressing. Is it? Yes. Okay, sure. Uh, all right, let's move on because this game is terrible. Uh, North Melbourne against St Kilda. This is a cracker. Now, wh- oh, yeah, absolutely. So Saints looked all right last week until half time. They really looked like they cracked in. Um, and we're we're going to have a, a fair dickum crack at Richmond, but Richmond too good in the end. The Kangaroos, boy, oh, boy, um, they are coming from the clouds and they have won four of their last five because they won Brad Scott's last game in charge and now they won three out of four under Reece Shaw. And all of a sudden we're seeing not only the old-timers do really well, but Simpkin, we're seeing the emergence of young Taron Thomas. Um, exciting times for the Kangaroos. It is very exciting. They're doing really well. Uh, just took it to the pies last week. Um, just harder at the ball. And oh, I think that's what ferocious. you'd be pretty happy about as a North Melbourne supporter at the moment, just the the ferocity that mm. uh, they're showing at the that's ball. That's what you want in it. Mm. You just, you just uh, want to see them work hard and try, in. you know, have a, have a real go. Mm. And that's what North is giving at the moment. So real sort of inside mids like we spoke about I think way way earlier in the beginning of the season now none of these guys have got the express paced mids on the outside but they've got big bodied mids so you've got Cunnington and Zeebel against guys like Dunstan and Ross um, for um, Kilda. Um, I know I'm missing someone out of that bunch and apologies Hanbury in there as well was a bit quieter last week after he mm. got 28 still got 23 I think but um, he'll take a while to find his feet, but uh, he won't find his feet, mate. Just let's just do we need to talk about this? Where's the hatred for Hanbury? I think he's a good player. Was okay. I still think he's got something to show here, and he's this is obviously the debate that's happening in the in the media at the moment. I think Hanbury's still got a lot to offer, but he needs to go for a while without getting injured. I think it was a mistake for St Kilda to get him. I think they got him because he's someone that wanted to go there. This is, this, to me, the same as the Gold Coast Lockie Weller deal. Someone wanted to go there. They tried to get Dylan Shield. They tried to get, I don't know, someone else. Hadn't worked. Um, so, Hannery wants to come. Yep, mm. done. <laughs> All right. Who are you picking? Kangas. Kangas will win this. They're going, they're on fire. They will win and win big. Now, this is probably, in my pick, this is game of the round. Uh, okay. On Sunday afternoon. The prime, prime time Prime slot. slot. And this is – I'm actually going to watch this. I mean, I'll say yeah. that, but I was at your game last week. GWS in Brisbane at Giants Stadium. Sunday afternoon, this is going to be a cracker. Mm, it's an interesting game, isn't it? Fourth versus fifth. So both teams on nine and five. Um, 
yeah, I'm excited about this one. This one's going to be a beauty. So the midfield midfield battle is going to be fascinating. So you've got the uh, the Giants with Canelio and Kelly, Hopper. Williams in great form out on a wing slash half back going really well. Um, up against Neil, Zorko in great form. Lions played really well last week. Mitch Robinson had, I think, oh, a stack of clearances as well. So the Lions looking really good. McCluggage has been brilliant this year. And then the forward lines, the, the Giants have got Finlayson, Cameron and Himmelberg up there. And the Lions uh, going really well. McStay's coming along. Hipwood kicked five last week. Yep. Charlie Cameron's in great form. The big O. The big O will not play. Oh, no. Unfortunately, he got knocked out and he Did. will not play. Okay. Um, w- we're a WA podcast, of course, and young Brandon Stasevich made his debut for the Lions last week and will possibly get dropped this week. <laughs> but, uh, good on him, though, that's for having a, bit, a crack. a bit unlucky, in. isn't it? Do we think that uh, our mate Marcus Adams might get a gig this oh, week? Oh, it'd be great to see him crack in. It would, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, after having a great chat with him earlier in the week, we'd love to see it. Seems like a good bloke, so hopefully uh, he gets a gig this week. Absolutely. So poss- a possibility because uh, uh, the Giants are quite tall, so they're going to bring in someone in. I reckon they'll bring someone in to to mark up on that third tall, so whether it's Adams or Josh Walker. Yep. Um, there's been suggestion that it might be Eagles. Yes, Matt I Eagles. think he had a, a good game as yeah, well. Yeah, so it would be one of those guys they bring in to, to take on that uh, – Impressive Giants uh, forward line. Interesting to note, last week Shane Mumford, quite ordinary uh, in the ruck against uh, Essendon, and there's a thought that maybe after 12 months out of the game, he's starting to tire. Yep. Brisbane's ruck division, I mean, you gave Stephen Martin a vote. No, sorry. No, we talked about how good he was. Uh, Stephen Martin got a vote for another, another comp, not ours, so don't pay attention to that. Uh, but he's been in good form. The big O out, so maybe Archie Smith will come in. I'm not sure. But um, some concerns in the ruck division for the Giants, maybe. Yeah. It'll be a good game, though. Oh. Uh, Giants favourites, but I think it'll be a lot closer than that. Maybe it's just the, the home ground favouritism there. Yeah. Giants thirty-eight, and the line's out at $3.05. Um, both teams won three of the last five. This is going to be an attacking – I reckon it'll be a high-scoring attacking game. Yeah. I think just purely based on home ground, I'm going for the Giants. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with you there. Yeah. But uh, I would like to see the Lions win. Oh, yeah, likewise. Uh, new second favourite team? Yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm with you. I like – I do. They're I like great the to Lions. watch. Yeah. They're great They've to watch. They've got something good going up there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. All right. Well, that's our uh, wrap of the nine games that will be uh, taking place this week. We'll be back with our big predictions for the weekend. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. So thanks for listening wherever you are around the world. We had a listen in New York the other day. That was exciting. New York. Yeah. New York. New York, New York. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's get on to our big predictions at the uh, end of each week as we do. Who's your certainty? Uh, my certainty for the week is North Melbourne. Oh, I was hoping you'd go West Coast. <laughs> that would have been really good. That is probably a certainty. But no, mine's going to be North Melbourne against St Kilda. North just look fantastic at the moment. Demolished uh, Collingwood. Collingwood. They didn't demolish North Melbourne. They are North Melbourne. They are North Melbourne. They are not demolished themselves. <laughs> so, yeah, look, they'll take care of the Saints pretty comfortably. Okay, sure. Who's yours? Collingwood. Uh, I've gone the Maggies. I think that – no, don't agree. Uh, I think that Hawthorne, purely because of their opposition, Collingwood aren't going well, but I think they'll be too good for Hawthorne on Friday night in what will think- be an ordinary game when it could have been a showdown. Hawthorne took it to West Coast last week and now they're going to get smashed by Collingwood who are in bad form. Yes. Okay. Well. You heard it here first. That'll happen. Based on that, the heat is on Collingwood for me. Shit. So. uh, (laughs) I went the double Collingwood. But you go. You go. I'll pick someone else. Yeah, you've got time. So Collingwood, the heat is on. They've lost their last couple. Uh, Obviously having Stevenson betting all over the Everything, uh, so they've he just, just lost. On himself. He they've just yeah. lost the f- lost their forward line structure without Stevenson. Mids are, mids are the problem though. Their mids are getting smashed. Yeah, they, I guess they've lost those couple uh, beams and Adams. Adams. So maybe just without that little bit of class in the the midfield mm. or the midfield depth, 
They're, mate, uh, they struggling. had more depth than bloody anyone else in the whole entire universe. But maybe the the quality of those players is yeah. being tested now. Yep. Mm, maybe. Or maybe they just don't want to play anymore. Who oh, knows? Okay, fair but enough. But the heat is on Collingwood. Yeah, they wouldn't want to lose to Hawthorne. Who's the heat on for you now? Uh, the heat is on Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne are ordinary. Why? And have been ordinary all year. Um, all of a sudden the heat's on them? Heat's been on them all year. But the thing is, I feel like it hasn't really. It hasn't really been on, but she whiz. You wouldn't lose to Carlton, it'll be all right. You'll, you'll, uh, That's true. The old uh, Chardonnay sippers in the old MCC will... Uh, Titus won't be happy. No, no, Titus will not be happy. <laughs> uh, I look forward to seeing some tweets from Titus. Uh, yeah, right. Melbourne. Who's your, who's your bet for the week? Oh, okay. Or what is your bet for the week? I have done something a bit different this week. We're, we're in search of a win here. So uh, for those of you who haven't joined us before in this segment, we place a $10 multi on, three-leg multi traditionally, although we didn't set a... I think I'm down about 150 bucks or something. Michael has... How many rounds have we done? 15. You're yeah, down, down 150 dollars right, I'm not down as much, but I went the same game multi for the first time. It's the first for the Holding the Ball podcast. Get around us. All to do with the Derby because, you know, we're in Perth. So I went West Coast. Hang on. On the line, I think. Oh, hang on. West Coast on the line, which is 20 and a half points at the moment. Uh, I went Dom Sheed to get 30 or more possessions. And I went Luke Ryan. I thought I'd chuck in one for our player for uh, good measure. He usually goes all right. Luke Ryan to get 20 disposals, and that is paying $7. So mm. I think your forwards will probably dominate, so he might not get much of the ball. Well, if the ball's down there a lot, hopefully he gets a few stats. Okay. So that's my plan. All right, All go. Right. What's yours? My bet of the week is the Pies to win at $1.44 straight up. Oh, that's a real risk taker. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, Basher Hooley to get 30-plus disposals at $2.29. And... North Melbourne to win by forty plus get one against of, the Saints. You'll get one of those leagues. Two ninety four. Which one am I going to get? Your certainty, Collingwood. Collingwood. <laughs> you know, again the other two. Let's have a bet on that. Okay, sure. All right, it comes in at eight eighty eight or nine sixty nine. If you uh, want to power play that, which, which no, I, have, horrendous I, I, bet. I have done. <laughs> Mike will be $160 in arrears after next week. I just need to recover some of my my losses here. It's a very expensive podcast this has become. (laughs) 10 bucks a week. (laughs) Ah, well. All right. So that is the wraps up our um, round 16 podcast. We should all show mention, actually. Uh, The uh, sponsor for the week is uh, Glenlivet. Oh, sure. We're uh, drinking. 12 year. 12 year Glenlivet uh, this, this time around. We've probably dropped back a little notch. From our usual quality, but uh, this one was quite good. Yeah, no, that's quite happy. Yeah, no. Join us on our whiskey podcast, which <laughs> we'll, uh, we will be starting one day. And uh, I just wanted to do a quick shout out before we uh, finish, if that's all right. Uh, so in the last seven days, we've had listens all over the place, which has been wonderful. So we've had a couple of listens in France, Singapore, Turkey, the US. I spoke about our New York uh, listeners. Bush up in Malaysia, thanks for listening, mate, and Spain. So thank you to all those who are listening. Also, a few listeners in Brisbane. So hopefully we'll get a few more in Brisbane uh, next week. You'll like, they'll like Marcus Adams from uh, yesterday's podcast. They will, yeah. Get stuck into that one. That's yeah, a great one. Absolutely. And a few people uh, in uh, Caulfield South in Melbourne. So uh, thank you wherever you are tuning in. And uh, while you're having a listen, just get onto iTunes and uh, give us a review and also give us a bit of a like or a follow on Twitter at Whole Ball Pod. Uh, on Facebook, follow us and uh, like our page, Holding the Ball Podcast, and send us a massive rant so that we can uh, delve into some big issues, uh, Holding the Ball Podcast at gmail.com. Beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. We're back to two podcasts this week. So thanks for listening wherever you are around the world, and I hope your team wins this week. Thank you very much. Catch you next week. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.